3: Here we go. Uh. I said he living life as a gringo. Where you question where you fit in every time you mingle. They say you do this with not of that. My rapping is really bad. <laughs> this life as a gringo. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo. I am Dramos, of course. And man, it's Thursday. So that means it's time for our Thursday Trends episode. And I'm not going to lie, y'all. I have a lot to get off my chest today so I'm flying solo. I know we've had a bunch of guests on recently as well so hopefully you'll uh you'll welcome me by myself today but man I'm pissed and I'm heartbroken and I'm frustrated and sad to be living in a country where things like kids going to school makes them a target for violence right and obviously, I'm I'm referencing the 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 school shooting that happened in Tennessee um, this last week, and just man, this horrendous cycle that continues in this country, and that nobody seems to give a shit about, right? And I don't, and when I say nobody, I don't mean us, the people. I know we're all pissed off, we're all tired of of. This showing up on our on our feeds, you know, and on the news and, and having to talk about it, right? But the people in charge, you know, the ones who are the lawmakers, they don't seem to give a shit. And specifically, I'm talking about the Republican Party. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm already getting on my shit. We're, we're going to get into it today, obviously. And it's going to be a heavy episode. And it's going to be a lot. But it's necessary. We can't just bury these things in the back of our mind. And think that they're going to get better on their own. We need to apply pressure. In any way we can. In the small way that I might be able to. With this podcast. Of making people aware. Of what the fuck is going on. And, And in some way. Hopefully our collective effort. Can lead to these people. Waking up or. Valuing. Children's lives over. This archaic. Right to bear arms as an American. Right. So we're going to be talking about this today. I'm only going to talk about two things on today's show. Um, we're obviously going to cover this school shooting in Tennessee because I just think it's important. And there are so many people just feeding bullshit excuses and not doing anything. And I want to make sure I highlight that, and give some statistics about what the fuck is going on in this country right now because it's very scary. And anybody with a child out there listening, I'm sure... There's parts of you that that wonder, should I even be sending my kid to school anymore? Can I figure something else out? Or when you do send your kids off to school, you, you hug them a bit tighter just because of all that is going on. I can't imagine that. You know, so we're gonna talk about that today on the show, obviously, um, and I'll, I'll squeeze in a positive story um, as well uh, as I always try to do. Talk about how U.S. Latinos. Have so much economic power, and uh we need to start using it, so that'll be on our me this segment, our positive side of things um no asking couldn't go on today's show. I was gonna kind of ask what you all thought about guns and all this stuff, but I think we've talked about that before, and judging by my timeline, um a lot of y'all are in agreement of something needs to change, right, so I just wanted to kind of vent a little bit, put out there some some facts and and have a conversation around this horrific shooting that happened in tennessee um, and and just guns as a whole in this country so we'll talk about that in a deep dive in a segment we call for the people in the back say a lot for the people in the back Okay, so there was, as I'm sure most of you, if not all of you have heard at this point, another school shooting. This one in Nashville, Tennessee at uh, the Covenant School, and it involved a 28-year-old shooter named Audrey Hale, who was killed on the scene by officers, um, but not before they were able to shoot and kill three nine-year-olds and three staffers at the school. To their credit, the police entered and killed the shooter within 14 minutes, which is obviously a far cry from what we saw in Uvalde, Texas, which took almost an hour and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Now, the shooter, Audrey Hale, was a former student of the school. They're still kind of waiting to see the full motive. Um, Now, this is a person on the topic of, of guns. This is a person who legally purchased Seven firearms, which they hid at their home, and were able to do this, even though they were under care for an emotional disorder, and they were actually seeking professional help. Right, so there's records for this. The person that did this shooting, Audrey Hill, was under care for an emotional disorder, and was still able to legally buy. Seven firearms. Let's just sit on that for a second here. The argument that is often made when we have these shootings in this country is that we don't have a gun crisis. We have a mental health crisis. And let's sit on that argument for a second. Let's play that. Sure, there are a lot of people who need help. Mental health is a real concern. It is an under-treated, under-evaluated sickness, for sure. But if we know that, if we know we have a mental health crisis in this country, shouldn't we put implementation, shouldn't we put things in place that make it harder for people who are mentally ill to get firearms, right? Things like universal background checks making it more difficult for someone to obtain a firearm that they have to actually, uh, you know, go through some sort of um, mental check and you know, that they have to maybe even show their own medical records, right? You're trying to purchase a firearm, something that could take the lives of others. I think you should probably have to give up some of your freedoms in order to do that. Right. But of course that's infringing on Americans rights, right? That's what Republicans will say. And listen, I've, I've really tried to make it like I've really tried to come over to the other side and extend a hand. Right. But at this point, if you still support the Republican Party. You are. Either out of your mind. Or. You are. An accomplice. To the destruction of the very country that you claim to love. Either way is not good. Either way, I can't extend a hand as a human being because you obviously do not value the people of this country. Because like we're talking about here, this person, Audrey Hale, was under care for an emotional disorder, yet they were still able to buy seven firearms legally. And you know why things like this happen? Because Republicans want to fight and make it easier for anybody to literally just walk into a store and buy a gun sight unseen. They literally just want to keep making it easier for people to have guns in a country where they have acknowledged themselves that there is a mental health crisis, right? And a perfect example is Florida. This last week, the House in Florida approved a measure that would allow Floridians to carry firearms without concealed weapons licenses. And the Republicans are calling this a permission slip, right? They got to get rid of this permission slip. So literally, anybody and everybody in Florida, if this ends up getting completely passed, can just buy a gun and have it tucked into their waistband as they see fit. You don't care about this country. You care about living out some weird cowboy fantasy you care about your, your Second Amendment. Meanwhile, the country itself is burning down. Kids are dying. Gun gun-related deaths are the number one leading cause of death in the United States of America, but we just want to keep giving guns out. Give them out. Give them out. Like, what the fuck? And by the way, the bill's approval would be the 26th state. Florida become the 26th state to pass a bill like this, and they there's not the Second Amendment rights because America, right? Because your right to bear arms supersedes a child's right to safely go to school and come home every day. How does that make sense? Only in America does that make sense. And, of course, Republicans want to take away the spotlight from them and their backdoor contributions that I'm sure they're getting from the NRA, right? Republicans want to take away the spotlight from them on the fact that they want to give anybody and everybody a gun. And they want to blame somebody, right? They're not going to blame themselves for their lackluster approach to keeping us safe. No. Who are they going to blame? Well, it comes out that the suspect in this shooting was transgender. So, of course, the Republicans, who already have been in a tirade trying to remove the rights of the LGBTQ plus community are now running wild with this. The Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world and all this, they're saying we have a transgender violence problem. Within 10 minutes of police saying that the suspect was, tra- was transgender, the hashtag transterrorism trended on Twitter. Are you kidding me? Tucker Carlson on Fox News talking about we have a violent transgender problem in this country. None of it makes sense. It doesn't add up. It's not based on facts, but the Republican Party and those who support it don't give a damn about facts. But you know what the facts are? 95.7% of perpetrators of mass shootings in this country were male. 54.8% of them white. So you know what the actual numbers, the actual statistics tell us? Almost the entirety of mass shooters in this country are male and majority of which are white. That's the problem we have in this country. It's not transgender people uh, creating these mass shootings and and drag shows where kids are somehow being put at risk. No, kids are being put at risk by just living their life, going to school every day because you want to make it easier for people to get guns who should not have guns. Point blank, that's the problem. It's nothing else. These are real facts, real statistics. This isn't opinion pieces by crazy people. This is real life. And again, as much as I've tried to extend a hand to the other side, if you refuse to believe real information, look at the facts, the credible numbers. There's nothing else I can I can talk to you about. You're out of your mind crazy or you are just so obsessed with being a Republican, being a a MAGA, Donald Trump loyalist, that you're willing to turn a blind eye to our children dying while just attending school. And, and you know what's what's crazy? Is that's not my opinion. It's literally the words of, of people who are in office, Republicans who are in office. They're throwing their hands up and saying, "All hey, right, this is just the way things are, guys. Let's just learn to deal with it, right? Because you have Republican Congressman Tim Burchett from Tennessee, from the very state where this happened. Speaking to reporters, and when asked about this problem, he says, quote, we're not going to fix it. Criminals are going to be criminals. Interesting. If criminals are going to be criminals and we can't fix any crime in this country at all, why even have any sort of law and order, right? Why do you care about fentanyl so much? People are going to bring it over and do it anyway. Let's, let's just throw our hands up. We can't do anything about it, right? People are going to steal. They're going to commit fraud. They're going to do drugs. They're going to drink and drive. Why should we implement law against any of this stuff? Right. Because people are going to do it. So why? Why? Why do it? You know, we can't do anything, guys. Let's just let people go and, and blow each other up and drive drunk and kill children and uh, commit rape and commit assault and do and, and and poison one another and and do all these different things. Right. Because they're going to do it anyway. So, let's just let people do what the hell they want, right? Because they're going to do it anyway. That's the argument he's making. And then his second argument, which he thought he had like some sort of mic drop argument, it was this. He said, quote, "My daddy fought in the Second World War. Fought in the Pacific, fought the Japanese. And he told me, he said, "Buddy, if somebody wants to take you out and doesn't mind losing their life, there's not a whole heck of a lot you can do about it." Now, this idiot thought that he had a mic drop moment. But do we realize this man is comparing war to a child going to school? So the same rules that apply in a a wartime period should apply to children at elementary school. Make it make sense. And, And further, asked if he thinks there's any role for Congress to play in reaction to this, he doubled down by saying, quote, I don't see any real role that we could do other than mess things up. Honestly, because of the situation, I don't think our criminals are going to stop from getting guns. You know, you could print them out on the computer now, 3D printing. I don't think you're going to stop the gun violence. I think you've got to change people's hearts. As a Christian, as we talk about in the church, I've said this many times, I think we really need a revival in this country, end quote. So the church is the answer. That's Your your answer is to pray away the hate in people's hearts. We all just need more prayer. More prayer, and and, and then gun violence will stop in this country. This is where we are. These are the people that have been elected to lead us that literally think that just everybody going to church on Sundays is going to solve gun violence in this country. I'd like to quote John Leguizamo, who was hosting The Daily Show, and he said, quote, that's the best you have to offer If you don't have any ideas how to keep our kids safe, get the fuck out of the way and go work at Pinkberry or some shit. And I think he summed it up perfectly. If you're throwing your hands up in the air and saying there's nothing we can do, I don't know what to do. After three nine-year-old kids and three staffers are senselessly murdered in a scenario that is far too common in this country, if your answer is, not much we can do, then you need to get the hell out of office and and make room for somebody who actually wants to make this country a better place because you are just taking up space, collecting checks from God knows who, just so you can call yourself a congressman and have the pats on the back and the ego stroking that comes along with that because you are not actually interested in helping the people who have entrusted their vote onto you. You literally are saying, There's a problem. I don't know how to solve it. I'm not going to bother trying. That is the current climate of of the elected officials in this country. And I'd like to, to bring up some statistics, right? Because here in America, the propaganda is that we are the greatest country in the world. You don't like it here? go live somewhere else. America, right? And we love to put down other countries, right? We hear this. We don't want people from these banana boat countries coming over here, right? They're uncivilized. They don't contribute anything. They're violent. They're bringing drugs over the border. This, that, and the third, right? We think we're so much better than everyone else. Do you want to know what the reality is? The reality is that the US has 57 times as many school shootings as the other major industrialized nations. And I left out one word combined. Yes, the US has 57 times as many school shootings as the other major industrial nations combined. That is not a statistic to be proud of. That is not a statistic that America should be number one in. But we got to live by our Second Amendment right. We got to have them guns, right? We got to have that. Doesn't matter how many kids have to die in our schools, as long as Ricky down the road gets to have a pistol in his waistband, right? That's all that matters. And let's also break down some more statistics here in the, the conversation of, of total gun deaths in general, right? Again, remember, America looks down on these other countries. We are number one. These other countries are shithole countries. They are banana boat countries. We don't want you here. We don't want your people here. You guys cannot assimilate into our way of living. Okay. Well, let's look at a 2019 statistic. Countries with the highest total gun deaths, right? Number one was Brazil. 49,436. Guess who was right behind Brazil? 37,038 gun deaths, the United States. And this was as of 2019. The US was number two in the world for countries with highest total gun deaths. And guess what? Guess who we were above? We were above countries like Venezuela, Mexico and Colombia. Now, these are countries that we look down upon, that we don't want to see crossing our border, that are stealing our jobs, are bringing drugs across the border, are violent criminals and rapists, according to our former president. Yet, guess who has more gun-related deaths than all of those horrible countries, right? And I'm using air quotes, those horrible countries the U.S. does. We are more violent and have a higher problem with guns than those countries that we, we, we look down upon. And by the way, it's not even close. The U.S. had 37,000. Venezuela, 28,000. Mexico, 22,000. Colombia, 13,000. U.S., 37,000 total gun deaths in 2019. Guns are the number one leading cause of death in the United States for children. Think about that. The number one killer of kids in the United States of America is guns. But you, who support the Republican Party, who fight to have basically no law when it comes to guns, you're okay with that statistic as long as you get to stroke your ego holding a pistol in your hand? How do you sleep at night? How? How do, you, how do you exist in this world? How do you watch this type of thing happen and not think to yourself, maybe I'm part of the problem. Maybe the thing that I'm fighting so hard for is actually doing more harm than good. Maybe I'm being selfish that because I want to hold the power of a gun in my hand, it means that kids are going to continue to die at a disgusting rate in this country. And by the way, they're going to die while doing things like sitting in, in their elementary school classroom. How do you live with that? How do you sleep at night? How do you continue voting for people who obviously do not give a damn about children's lives in this country? They don't give a damn about the safety of the very people who vote for them. How do you sleep a night when you continue to vote for them? How do you sleep a night supporting the Republican Party, wearing your stupid MAGA hat? How? People are dying out here in these streets. Kids are dying while going to school. Yet somehow, some way, you are happily turning a blind eye to the real issue and supporting the very people who have blood on their hands. Now, on a somewhat positive side of things, you do have people who seem like they get the message. You had Democratic Representative Jamal Bauman literally yelling in D.C. as fellow representatives were leaving, yelling in the, in the halls, shaming Republicans for not joining in to take action on having real gun reform in this country. And it actually led to a heated exchange between him and Republican Representative Thomas Massey. And it was captured on video, and this all happened outside of the House chambers. And do you know what, what Republican Thomas Massey's counterargument was? It was this. We should give. Teachers' guns. So we have a gun problem in this country. And your answer is let's put more guns out there in this country. Let's put teachers who already have enough shit on their plate and who didn't sign up to protect and serve. Let's tell them here's a gun. And now it's your job to save the lives of of young children. Because we don't give a shit enough to actually really solve the problem. So here's a Band-Aid. That's the solution. Give teachers guns. As we saw in Uvalde, Texas, the police were fearful for their own lives to the point that they took an hour and a half almost to go inside of that classroom and take out the gunman. Police have gone through extensive training, know how to use their weapon, signed up for the job, knowing that this could be a situation. And they were still frozen with fear of the type of weaponry that this mass shooter had in Uvalde, Texas. Yet your answer is, even though we know the trained professionals are having an issue, generally speaking, having an issue handling these shootings, we think our savior is going to be a 20-something-year-old teacher, a 65-year-old teacher getting ready to retire. The answer is, let's just throw them a gun, and they're going to be our saving grace. That tells you a lot. It tells you that they don't give a fuck about teachers in general, right? Because if you did, you already know that teachers probably have one of the most difficult jobs in the world are grossly underpaid and have a hard time doing their job to begin with in normal circumstances. But now on top of that, let's also tell them that they need to become police officers themselves. Then they need to have weapons training, they need to uh, somehow some way, in the face of, of death, want to be the saving grace and are expected to be that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's just idiocracy. And I find it hard to believe that people are that stupid. Then again, when you see some of the clips of people at the Trump rallies, it it makes a lot of sense. There are a lot of idiots out there. But I generally think the majority of these people, the ones in power, the ones at Fox News spewing their lies and their hate on a regular basis, they're not dumb. In fact, they're incredibly smart. That's what's scary. They know what they have to do in order to maintain power at their given position. And they have somehow, some way gotten rid of any sense of conscience that would remind them that what they're doing is wrong. They have put their own needs and wants and and by the way, not not on a level of their own survival, but their own greedy, capitalistic needs and wants above that of the very people that they represent and the country that they claim to love so much. And you, as Republicans, continue to support this nonsense. A vote for a Republican is a vote for more mass shootings, more children dying at their schools senselessly. There's no other way around that. Republicans are doing nothing to correct this problem. They're throwing their hands up and saying criminals are going to be criminals. That's your answer. That's who you're voting for. You're literally voting for somebody who says, I don't care enough to figure out how to solve this problem. By the way, that that congressman from, from Tennessee who said that criminals are going to be criminals, we're not going to fix it. Do you think he sends his his child to to school? No. He homeschools his kid. So, of course, he doesn't give a damn about this because it doesn't affect him. He's privileged enough to be able to afford to homeschool his kid and take his kid out of the line of fire. But everybody else, the regular, everyday people who maybe don't have the means to homeschool our children, we have to live with this fear each and every day that every time you say goodbye to your child, it may be the last time that you see them. And if you continue to vote for the Republican Party, to support the Republican Party, you are literally condoning us living in a world where sending our kids to school maybe us sending them to their death. And I hope you could sleep at night knowing that. Now, with that said, that was heavy but it had to be said it had to be talked about and honestly i had to get it off my chest so i appreciate y'all giving me a a platform to do so uh we're gonna take a quick break i need it you might need it um and then we'll we'll do something positive here for me hint this segment but we'll take a quick break and then we'll be right back hey everyone it's ted from consumer cellular the guy in the orange sweater and
4: this is your wake-up call
1: at purdueglobal.edu.
3: All right, so today obviously was a really heavy episode, the first half of the show. I do want to talk about some, some positive stuff. And uh, <laughs> I'm trying to shake the, the, uh, the feelings from that last, that last segment. Um, on the positive side of things, there was this really incredible article, a study that was done, I should say, by UCLA. And it says that U, uh, U.S. Latinos are the fifth largest economy in the world, right? Now, this is a study from UCLA's Center for Latino Health and Cultural Studies published last year. And they're taking into account publicly available data from major U.S. agencies And the report found that the total economic output or GDP of Latinos in the United States was 2.6 trillion in 2018. And they say that if Latinos living in the United States were an independent country, the U.S. Latino GDP would be the fifth largest in the entire world. It would be even bigger than the GDPs of countries like Italy, Brazil, or South Korea. So our economy, the U.S. Latino economy, if it was an independent country, would be the fifth largest in the world. We have so much fucking power, y'all. We are not using it to our advantage. Like that, This is what stuff like this brings up for me. On a positive side, obviously. Like, but like, we need to get organized and start speaking with our dollar, start supporting one another and building each other's businesses. Because look, how, look, how, look at our power, our economic power right there. And they go on to say that what surprised the researchers most was the growth of Latino GDP in the United States. Our economic output grew 21% faster than that of India and 30% faster than that of China. However, in California alone, Latino GDP in 2018 was nearly $707 billion. This is larger than the entire economic output of the state of Ohio. So, the, the, so our economic power, you know, from working and all that stuff uh, in, in California, our Latinos in California, is bigger than the entire output of the state of, of Ohio. It's bigger than the state of Ohio. And anybody not familiar with GDP, it stands for gross domestic product. Um, and I'm going to read a definition here just so we are all on the same page. It is often cited in newspapers, on television news, and in reports by government, central banks, and the business community. It has become widely used as a reference point for the health of national and global economies. Right? And it's the total monetary or market value of all the finished goods and services produced within a country's borders, right? So all that we are producing, all that we are working, our output, it's our market value. That is what GDP is. And we have, we're incredibly powerful, right? The work that we do, the products that we put out, our community, the output, economic output is incredibly powerful. And this is a quote from uh, Hayes Batista. They're the director of USCLA's Center for Latino Culture and Health Studies. They said, immigrants have a higher labor force participation rate than those born here. And I just want to pause on that for a second, right? Because a lot of the immigrant blowback that you get and the hate that happens is immigrants are lazy and they're just here to, you know, they're here to uh, take advantage of our economy and just live off the rest of us. So I'm going to repeat that quote. Immigrants have a higher labor force participation rate than those born here. So immigrants are participating in the labor force at a higher rate than those born here. So in fact, we're actually not lazy at all. We're outworking you. That's a fact. Now the report found that our community's overall economic contribution is driven by rapid growth in human capital gains a strong work ethic, and a positive health profile. Now, that's a lot of numbers, a lot of statistics and things like that. At the end of the day, it just shows you the power that we have as a community here in this country and why it's so important for us to come together and support one another and why it's also important for us to take risks and to build things that are our own so we can help our own. Right, Because when we talk about the labor force, I'm sure a lot of this stuff is us working for other people. We are making them an exceptional amount of money because of our work ethic, our output, our want to work. Imagine if we did that for businesses that we own, entrepreneurial ventures that were our own, investments that were our own. And that's what we have to recognize. We have so much fucking power. But society trains us to think that we're in the minority. Right? The racist tropes of immigrants being lazy and we're, we're eating off of somebody else's plate. None of that is true. None of that is real. The numbers show it. We need to stop living in fear of our own power. And again, it is like the immigrant mindset that many of us were taught. We've we've spoken about this on the show before. Keep your head down. You know, follow the status quo. But those days are over. We have real power, real economic power. And rather than breaking our backs to help other people get rich, we need to start doing it for ourselves. And I understand that not everybody is meant to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody is meant to open their own business and, and, and completely work for themselves. And that's fine. There's no shame in that. But support your own. Spend money with your own. If you see a Latin-owned business, support them. You see uh, in the world of entertainment, a, Latin, a movie with a primarily Latin cast or led by a, a, a Latin actor or actress, support it. Support the television shows because that's what we need to to have the money keep pouring back into us, right? That's what we need to have those who are the, the leaders to be able to be put in positions of power where they can lead and they can give back and they can throw the ladder back down, right? Support, support, support. If you're not able to create, you're not in a position, it's just not your thing, that's fine. But all of us can support. It doesn't take much to support. Repost it on your social media. Tell your friend about something that someone from your community is doing. Suggest it. Go to their event. Again, all of this, it sounds small, but collectively makes a huge difference. We have so much untapped power, so much untapped potential, and the numbers show it. And we're the ones shooting ourselves in the foot because we have these limiting beliefs of what we're capable of. As crazy as this world is, as terrible as this country is in so many different ways. There's also so much fucking opportunity as long as we take action on it. And whatever that is, again, it could be something as small as just supporting somebody from the community in some way. But we all have to do our part. Or else all of this power, all of these numbers that we have, again, goes towards making someone else outside of our community, rich. And that's a story as old as time. And I personally would like to break that chain. And with that said, uh, let's let's tie everything we talked about today in a neat little bow. We'll do a recap in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. But first, let's take a quick break because again, I need it. (laughs) And then we'll be right back. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest
4: talent pool in hourly hiring.
3: Time for mm. All right, so today was a lot. I, I know it was, but it's important. We can't hide from these conversations. We can't hide from the reality of what's happening in this world. And we can't hide from the fact that the people put in place to protect us, to, uh, you know, to carry out what's best for us in this country. Do not give a shit. It doesn't affect them. You have this congressman in Tennessee saying there's nothing we could do. We're not going to fix it. Of course he could say that. He's privileged enough to put his child in homeschooling. The rest of us who are not as privileged, this affects us. And we shouldn't accept a person in a leadership position throwing their hands up saying there's nothing we can do. Criminals are going to be criminals. The fact that his mind went to comparing a child going to elementary school and getting murdered. Comparing that to wartime, World War II, shows you where his head is at and the demented place that he exists in. And again, I've always tried to extend the hand to the other side, but at this point, if you continue to support the Republican Party, you're co-signing all of this senseless killing that happens in this country. For us claiming that you know, we don't want to be, uh, we're not one of these banana boat countries and we're uh, not one of these shithole countries, the numbers show we are actually more of a shithole country than, than we might be willing to admit. Because if kids can't safely go to school and get an education without the fear of death, I'd say we're not doing very well as a country. And all we can do is pay attention to these things, use our voices, and vote. We have to vote. Come out in record numbers and get these assholes out of office. That's the only way Anybody who does not support massive gun reform in this country needs to be exiled from their position. We need to vote them out every time we get the chance. That's the only way things are going to change. Your vote counts. When we all add up our votes one by one and we all show up, it counts and it makes a difference. Show up for your local elections. Show up for every election, every place that you are allowed to have your voice heard. We need you to show up. All of us are depending on you. Now, when it comes to our economic power on the positive side of things as a, as a community, it's more of the same. We got to get better at organizing. Look at the power we have. Like we would be if we were the Latinos in the United States. Again, if we were an independent country, we'd have the fifth largest GDP in the world. Our market value, the total you know, uh, monetary value of the goods that we help produce, that's all made up of our GDP. And imagine if we were the ones actually owning the products and businesses that we're helping produce. Like we have so much untapped power, we have to come together. Those who are gifted in the way of organizing, I beg of you, organize, support one another, create, start a business, try something. If you are not that person, it's okay. But support in your own way. Share somebody's work watch their movie, their television show, buy their product. Whatever you can do, we need to come together and uplift each other because we have so much untapped power. And I personally am not going to be existing in a world where we just keep our head down or just happy to be here. Those days are over as far as I'm concerned. So for the next generation, we need to instill in them a mindset that lets them know just how fucking powerful they are and and all that is available to them if they put in the work and support one another. And thank y'all so much for supporting me with that said. I appreciate you. Um, I started shipping out books for Just B this week, signing them. we got some of uh, the first edition left, so if you want to get that, want to get signed, order it now. NYC. After that, we're sending it to Amazon and we'll be able to sign them. Uh, check out Street Soap Podcast. Uh, season finale is actually this week, which is crazy. Go binge all the other episodes, if you haven't yet, it's a daily inspirational podcast, street soap podcast that I host. And man, that's it. I'm going to probably unplug for the weekend and just collect my thoughts because it's been a heavy week, right? I hope you all get the chance to do the same and uh, I'll catch you all on Tuesday with a brand new episode. So then stay safe and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Dura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio.